When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to our Tripe Supper Middlesbrough podcast. I'm Dom Shaw and I'm with Anthony Vickers and Jonathan Taylor and we are talking about Gary Monk, which is probably unexpected. We thought we'd, we thought we'd had enough talking about Monk this season, but football being football, the day after his former two sides went ahead, Borough's former manager, Ito Karanka, got Steve Cottrell sacked. Monk now gets the job and his first game, obviously on his 39th birthday, is against Borough. Couldn't make it up, could you? Small world. Uh, yeah, I think... Uh, I think the situation is that beggars can't be choosers. Uh, I don't think anyone in their right mind would accept, you know, would, would pick Birmingham as the ideal next job. But there's only a limited number of opportunities in football, and you can only wait so long mulling over the, the, the jobs that come by. Uh, clearly, he wants to get back in. Clearly, it's a big, it's a big club, Birmingham, if you can get things right. But also, clearly, there's a lot of problems behind the scenes. Uh, it's been a basket case there for several years now. Still a question marks over the ownership issues, uh, their debts and liabilities, whatever money they had, Harry Redknapp spent, as he usually does, leaves the club in a mess. Uh, and they're struggling. Uh, it wouldn't be an ideal choice for any manager. It's a very, very difficult job that he's got in his hands. The last thing he wanted, would have wanted was an emotionally charged first meeting against his former club. Do you know, I guess when you stare deep into the eyes of Massimo Cellino and manage to avoid the chop, then nothing really, you know, you've got nothing to fear mm. in, in football in terms of championship clubs and taking charge of sides. What, what will Birmingham, what will, have, what will have appealed to Monk about Birmingham? What will have appealed to Birmingham about Monk? Well, first, you'd, you'd expect, um, it's no surprise that Birmingham have gone for Monk because look, he's, he's a manager who, Yes, he's had a couple of disappointments recently, but you, you probably you know, the narrative has been over the last few weeks, hasn't it, that when he's been put in front of the BBC and Sky Sports, that you know he believes that Borough would have, have got promoted. And I think everyone outside of Teesside, outside of the bubble here, probably would have looked at the table and Borough being um, just outside of playoff places and thought the sacking was incredibly harsh. Well, you know, we actually thought that particularly was, at the time, exactly. We we thought it was actually a bit prolonged, but. Um, so I understand that I think Gary Monk's stock is still relatively high um, which surprises me why he's gone to Birmingham uh, I mean it's, it was very similar with Aitor Karanka at Forest albeit I know that Karanka had gone a long time out of the game but Monk I mean this is a, this is a manager who at the beginning of the last you know he, he was talking about you know, promotion with Leeds talking about promotion with Borough he probably was one of the hottest prospects outside of the Premier League you know he was seen as yeah, he's 11 games away from being a third-tier manager. I understand that the, the lure of Birmingham would be that he can take his entire team there, as he has. Obviously, he's got Pep Clotet back and James Beattie and Daryl Flaharman and everyone's there. It is a big club, as Vic says. Um, they've got, actually, better players than the, the lead table suggests, but still, I think it's an almighty gamble for Gary Monk because he's got a, a little bit of kind of a mark on his CV after the way that Leeds collapsed. I think he's got a massive black mark on his CV about what happened at Borough for those who are in the know up here. Um, he can't afford another disaster. And I think that a, a team that has now employed five managers in 15 months is a, is a real 
tough job. Really. Yeah, it's, it's also, I guess, a gamble on Birmingham's part, like you say there. I mean, they, they, they cheer managers up and spit them back out again, and they've, they've not just gave Monk uh, the, the licence to bring in all this backroom team, they've offered him a three and a half year deal as well. It's very similar, Vic, to when Tony Mowbray went in at Blackburn this time last year. A, a big club, yeah. or, or certainly a club bigger than where they yeah, are in the league, league, under threat of going down. Um, but also that lure of kind of thinking, well, if I can get these going and if I can be the yeah. one to get them playing again. Well, that's the way managers always approach a job. You know, if, like Chris Coleman going to Sunderland, we, we all thought he, he needed his bumps felt, but he would have thought, mm-hmm. this is a big club and, you know, you, you're two wins away from sparking a revival. Uh, and as, as Jono said, I mean, on paper, there's the basis of a decent squad there. Uh, in the summer, Harry uh, Redknapp was buying... Established everyone, players, everyone. a big, you know, big name player. I mean, uh, he, he outbid Borough for, for Jota, for instance. Uh, I, I think it may be a case that Gary Monk thinks I've got nothing to lose. If they go down, it's not his fault. Uh, uh, he will be able to start from scratch next year with his team in place. He has the security of that three-year deal, so uh, you can see it ticks all the boxes on, on that part. Uh, but yes. If you go down, no matter how whatever the mitigating circumstances are, there's still a big, big black R on your CV. Uh, I don't, I don't think uh, up to now that people within the game will have held what happened at Leeds against him. Clearly, the, the club was highly erratic, uh, and he did wonders in the first half of the season. It fizzled out, but then you could argue that the squad was very limited to start with, and he had very little control over who, what, what players were coming in. Borough, I think it's harder to explain because uh, Tony Pulis has come in and organised the, the side that he left behind. Uh, and results haven't been dramatically improved, but I think most observers would say they look a more coherent side now. And most people would say they look like they have more chance of getting into the playoffs now. And then you also raise the question over how how is it that a manager can come in and get dramatically increased performances out of a handful of players that under Gary Monk were, were fringe figures you know, I mean, as we've touched on that you look at the front three that are likely to play on Tuesday night Bamford Downing and um, uh, Triore obviously none of them started on the opening day Wolves go further back if Clayton comes in for Ledbetter hardly featured played once in a league in the two months that led to Monk sacking friend was obviously dropped for Fabio Ryan shot and didn't get a kick after being signed so as, you, as you've touched on the piece today John there's plenty there who, who are going to want to prove Monk wrong but then equally he'll be desperate to prove Borough wrong because he's made it known hasn't he in, in his various interviews and whatnot mm. since that, that he feels that Borough were on track is this, is this with that in mind is this a game is this the ideal game to get out there and prove and to get a reaction or, or is this the last thing he'll want in his first game in charge I think he'll say that it's the perfect game for him and clearly there will be a uh, um, kind of a burning determination inside of him but equally I think if you gave him the option it's the last game he would have wanted to pick this because you know, this leads away yeah, yeah exactly yeah. <laughs> I mean, he, he's, he's had zero time to, to get to grips with this Birmingham team he'll be picking it based on nothing one training session um, and he'll look at Borough and actually Borough are in decent form at the minute they won three on the balance at home haven't they under Pulis there are, there are signs of inconsistency a little bit as, as played Borough all season but the feel good factor after the three 0 win against Leeds, and you're absolutely certain that Gary Monk will have watched that game. Um, and I reckon. Well, there were suggestions that he knew at that point. Well, didn't yeah, he? exactly. Um, I think Birmingham are hitting Borough at a very bad time, and I think that, as you said, I mean, I know the whole new manager bounce and uh, that kind of theory, but you, as you say, people inside that Borough 
um, in, in the Borough ranks. I don't just think they'll want to prove a point. I think there'll be actually like a, a very, very high degree of... I wouldn't say it goes as far as animosity, but certainly um, um, anger and frustration. I mean, if you look at even someone like Stuart Downing, um, who was told by Monk before he even got on the, the pitches at Rockcliffe that he was free to leave. I mean, Downing obviously has proven to be a good professional and has got his head down and, and worked his way back in that team. But that that won't have been forgotten in a footballer's brain. Downing will remember that. Um, as you mentioned, you, you reeled them all off. And I think the problem with Monk is that actually, he, at one time or another, he alienated pretty much half of the Borough dressing room um, and that and that kind of swapping and changing that all kind of came into the the narrative that he didn't know what he was doing he didn't know his best eleven um, so yeah Borough will be absolutely bang up for it just very quickly back to the the I'm a surprise that Monk took Birmingham at. I mean if you look at the other jobs that could be coming up I don't know why Gary Monk has gone there um, I mean if you look at even like an Ipswich or you know uh, Aston Villa if, if Steve Bruce doesn't get them up this year or look at the, th- the teams that are all going to come down from the Prem you'd have thought they would have all been much more stable and Gary Monk would have had a good chance of any of them at Birmingham he, I mean a big gamble he has to hit the ground running doesn't he uh, one thing that is worth pointing out at St Andrews Rick is, is a corner tunnel which makes for um, difficult scenarios mm. for managers sometimes you know, yeah. Monk will be walking out and then back towards the, the away fans what sort of reception what sort of reaction do you think you'll get from the Borough fans well I mean it's a strange one really because I don't think he was here long enough to actually build up any stockpile of animosity but on the other hand there's not a lot in the credit column either so I think on balance people probably think he's a bad manager but I don't think he really did anything dramatically ups- to upset Borough he didn't commit any of the cardinal sins of football. But we also know that football now is... There's a kind of p- pantomime element to it and there will be people relishing the prospect of booing him. Uh, so I think he will get a, a, a sticky reception. Uh, I, I did a Twitter poll uh, as to whether people thought he would be booed uh, and it hovered around about the 70% mark think that he would. Although a lot of the comments were, were to the effect of he probably doesn't deserve it, that's a bit harsh, but... That's football. I mean, there will be people that go there, and that could be the only entertainment in the game. Let's be honest. It'll, it'll surely be if there are if there is booing, and I fully expect there to be. But it'll surely be more pantomime. Oh, yeah, exactly. Than the yeah. poisonous type that yeah. we saw I mean, in Leeds, it, for example, it, it, Borough it, there. Yeah. It, it's not like he's left Borough to go to a rival. No, I don't think there'll be any it's, snakes. It's a not. Yeah, there'll be no. Yeah, mm-hmm. there'll be no inflatable snakes. Yeah. inflatable snake. Yeah, that, that's what I said. I mean, I don't think he's he's committed any of the cardinal sins. He hasn't got the club relegated. He hasn't sold a a much-loved player. Uh, he hasn't had a go at the fans. You know, there's nothing to really give him any kind of traction you know, with animosity. But on the other hand, there's nothing. There's nothing good that you can point to the Gary Monk and say, "Oh, well, he, he gave us really good memories," as you do have with with Aitor Karanka, who left under a cloud with the fan base divided, uh, the season unraveling and, and relegation, pretty, you know, pretty much a certainty. But Aitor had a lot of good things in in the memory bank. Uh, some good football the playoff season was probably some of the best football we've seen for a decade uh, getting promoted uh, a good sense of identity around the club for, for so it was three good years and, and three bad months so I think when Itor comes back he will get a warm reception because mm, yeah, at the end of the day you go through your memories and most of the memories are good ones yeah. Gary Monk can't say that most of the memories are well Meh. Where? Yeah, it's mm. intangible, isn't it? Mm. And in four or five years' time, we'll look back and we'll say, you know, do you remember that five months when Gary Monk was manager? 
and you'll say, well, no, not really. There's no mitigation for Monk, I don't think. That's the, that, that's the point. I mean, he, he had the perfect job. He had it all there. He had all the pieces just to mould however he wanted. He had autonomy. He had money to spend. He had a very good championship squad already assembled. He had the, you know, the, the loyal chairman or you know, who had to make the decision. But he had everything there, and that's the weird thing is that under previous managers, I mean, you could kind of make a case of well, ah, well, you know, he had his hands held, you know, tied there, and this happened. You, I look back at Gary Duncan. I just think, how on earth did he did he mess that up? And and I'll, I'll be really intrigued to see what, what he thinks about it because he made some fatal errors here, which were I certainly didn't expect of him because I thought he was the right man at the time, but it was the indecision, it was the the lack of direction, it was the what seemed like a lack of coherent thinking, which was I, I still look back now and think that was very surprising. It'd be interesting to see the the. the um Pulis and Monk are complete direct opposites in the dugout, aren't they? If you consider that, that Pulis dives about, and you made the point, didn't you, John, on Friday night, that even at 3 0 up, Pulis was still diving about, screaming mm. out orders, particularly at, at Triore. Monk, on the other hand, was is very much hands sunk in pockets, whether you're winning or losing. I remember at Leeds, I mean, he fronts it up, doesn't he? I remember when, at mm. Leeds when he, when he got tortured for 90 minutes and he, he, he never moved from the front of the, uh, from the, front of the technical area. Pep Cotter, that, that, that'll be an interesting one, won't it? Because a fair bit was made of the fact that he didn't come in uh, in the summer and, and I know he is very highly rated in the game and he quite fancied himself going into management, management himself and he was back to do well but it, it didn't work out for him at Oxford um, I know I know it's an only time will tell thing but, but it, it's going to be interesting and fascinating to see how he, how he fares with his right hand man by his side this time yeah. Yeah, we're getting the band back together mm-hmm. uh, yeah I mean there was a lot of lot said when he came here by Leeds fans saying well Cotet's the brains behind the operation and uh, without him Monk's going to struggle that may or may not be true you know you never know exactly what the what the complex nature of any of these relationships are uh, but he may feel that having his right hand man back makes Birmingham the project and having his team in place uh, a more viable, viable job for him. It'll be interesting to see what he says. This was recorded mm. before his press conference because it was all project, wasn't it? A, yeah. A portable, really, when you've got eleven games to keep the club up, you can't you can't think long term project. You've got to think the here and now, John. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and if you look at actually the next kind of uh, four or five games that Birmingham have got, I mean they've got some games, some must win games in there. I know they they play kind of the likes of Burton at home. I mean you have to win that game. I'd even probably put Borough in that category where you probably have to win that game, and no doubt that's why he's actually in the dugout on Tuesday. In an ideal world, he probably would have watched from the stands, wouldn't he? And, and he would have had time to have a look. But um, the running is brutal. I mean, I think they have to go to Wolves to play Fulham. I mean, if you look at the last five or six games, so he actually is probably working on a six game, a six or seven game season where he has to get enough points. So yeah, I mean, you know, all this manager speak of project in the group and the grass. Um, I, I hope the thing that he's learned from Borough is that that doesn't wash. Albeit, having seen his comments earlier in the month, um, I'm not entirely sure that he's, he's changed. Uh, now, in true typical Borough style, it's all set up for the, for the sucker punch bit. But yeah. really, you're looking, and this is a game Borough should win. Birmingham are in dire form. Yeah. Take, take the subplots to one side. Borough should be good enough to beat the Birmingham side that are desperately struggling for form and results. Yeah, they should be. They're in good form. Uh, the stats this season show quite clearly that they... They have an incredible record against the, the bottom six, bottom eight, eight clubs. Uh, the best, the best in the division. The, I think best in the division, absolutely. Four points, haven't they? Uh, Borough's failings this season has been beating the teams above them. So we know, we know that on form, everything points for this to be 
a fairly easy win. But that's not how football works, we know that. Uh, Birmingham players might all be now suddenly looking over their shoulder and, and fighting for their places. Uh, they've got to impress the new boss. Uh, these things don't really have a have any real substance to them, but Borough have got a really poor record at Birmingham. Uh, we've been there and we've seen them being two up and, and throw it away through self-inflicted wounds and moments of madness. And I mean, There was one occasion they were totally dominating a game and two one up and then BK gave a oh, penalty away on the box just before half-time. Mm-hmm. And you just think, well, you know, if that, that, that's a game where Borough could have been four or five up quite easily. And then, you know, somehow you think, well, how the hell did we lose that? So we haven't got a great record there. I'm sure that doesn't play into the minds of the players. They don't know that. Uh, Obviously, uh, long-time fans will be getting a bit jittery about it. But I think all the stats show that this this Borough team are, you know, know, the the phrase has been used all season, flat-track bullies. They should be able to go to this, go to Birmingham and and, uh, should batter them. Uh, that's not how football works. You know, it's the proof of the pudding is always in the eating. Uh, it's not just about Gary Monk. You know, the Borough have a massive incentive in front of them now. Uh, the top six is there for them. Yeah, if they can keep up their recent form, uh, we know that Derby are wobbling, Bristol City are wobbling. Uh, there's a good scrap on now for that that final playoff place, possibly two playoff places, and Borough know they have to deliver. Yeah, just just talking about that. I mean, Bristol City are at Preston, aren't they? Yeah. Tomorrow night, Sheffield United are at Fulham. Fulham are, look absolutely unstoppable at the minute, mm-hmm. particularly with, with Mitrovic and Sesson Young in, in the current form. They both scored at the weekend. Um, in the last few weeks, it has looked like that one that one spot, but suddenly it does look like two, and, and yeah. that, that could become yeah. three, you know, in two or three weeks' time, but right now, Derby look to be going in one direction. Yeah, no, absolutely, and I think they've got um, QPR away and Nottingham Forest away at the next two, and I'm sure that Aitor will love to win that kind of dark Midlands Derby as well, so um, it is surprising, isn't it, and it's, it's this time in the season, really, where it's all make or break, isn't it, and the teams that start dropping points alarmingly will slide, and the teams that, you know, are just below the playoff places, if they can put a run together, they will very quickly catapult them into in, in to the top six I get the impression and I don't want to speak too soon that it seems like Borough are just starting to hit um, a level of consistency um, at the right time and I know that look you, there's obviously blips you know, along the way at that but when Borough are losing games I don't think that they're, they're being totally outplayed by anyone they're you know, they held leads at arm's length very comfortably on Friday night who were, were a team who had promotion aspirations of their own so you know, it, we've been debating in the office whether we think Pulis's borough was more equipped to go up than what Monksborough was, and I think it's a, it's an obvious yes because I think this borough team, you know, they're not, they're, you know, they're not losing games, not getting out fast. I think that they're a far better team um, than Monksborough ever were, and yet they still struggle to beat the teams up and above and around them. Yeah, Fulham, Villa, Cardiff—that's been the le- you know the. the the stumbling block for Tony Pulis in building any momentum and they've still yet to put together a really good run of wins you know we've talked all season about needing to win four out of six or whatever but they haven't done that they went to Sunderland and and dropped points uh, you know hot on on the the heels of losing at Cardiff so you know you've still got to find momentum Uh, briefly in the the, the top six and then the results swing against you the following day you, you know you have to make a sustained push into that playoff place it's no good Scrapping around six and you know needing other teams' results to determine where you are. At some point, if Borough want to be promoted, they have to put a run together of wins. 
when, when Monk comes up against Borough on Tuesday night, he's, he's going to come up against a team that, that's changed dramatically when you consider that he only left, what, six weeks or so mm. ago, and, and, and who were built around now two or three players from, from defence in, in Ryan Shotton and, and the, the fact he has a key, a key role in the game plan to obviously the forward line as arbitrary and Patrick Bamford two or three players who, who were absolutely nowhere under Monk it, it, it could threaten to leave him with, it, with egg on his face couldn't it? Yeah without a doubt I mean that, that's what they'll say about most managers that come up against their own team isn't it is that they know, the, they know them inside out they know their strengths and their weaknesses but the transformation I think in t- certainly in terms of style and uh, it's been massive over the last two or three months. I mean, if you look at if you look at what kind of Borough and the Monk and the strongest parts of that um, system, it was probably Cyrus Christie at right back who was who's gone. Um, you know, Martin Braithwaite and, and Britta Sombolonga, and you know, Britta Sombolonga's nowhere near the team. Martin Braithwaite's gone. I think that the more the more it was interesting listening to um, to Paul Heckingbottom wasn't it talking about Borough. He said that while results haven't markedly improved under Pulis. He feels that Borough are more consistent, the results are less erratic, um, you more or less know what you're going to get in time in terms of a level of performance, and I think you're spot on there, personally, I, I think you can expect to, you, you have a, more of an idea what you're going to get with Borough at Birmingham tomorrow night than if Monk took Borough to Birmingham. Well, two very different styles, I mean, under Gary Monk, the width would come, come from attacking full-backs. Uh, and that brought positives in terms of getting extra bodies forward and putting crosses in. Uh, we know they were creating a lot of chances uh, under Gary Monk. But it also left weaknesses, the vulnerability in that area behind the attacking fullbacks that made the Borough were always fragile at counter attacks and crosses to the far post. Uh, and they, they were the, the, the stumbling blocks. And a lot of what we might think of as ordinary teams took advantage of that. I mean, Leeds, Millwall. Bristol City, not outstanding teams, but were devastating in exploiting those areas. Uh, Tony Pulis has tightened that up. That that space behind the fullbacks doesn't really exist anymore. The back four is a lot more solid. Uh, there's not so much width. Uh, they're playing a different way up front. Uh, it's a very very different style. It's arguably more effective in that you're not you're not exposed during games. They're not leaking so many goals although they have been a bit sloppy at set plays over the last two or three weeks. Uh, it's a tried and tested method of getting out of this division. A lot of teams that go up from this division play functional, uh, uh, limited in scope style and look to make it very effective. It's quite hard to play attacking football and get out of this division because to play attacking football, you need good players to make it work properly. And it's very hard to get those players in the championship because they're very expensive. And if they're good players who play technically gifted, who are technically gifted footballers, most of them are in the Premier League. So it's quite hard to make it to play attacking football, and there's always there's always a problem in sustaining that. Which is that was well, Gary Monk's Wolves and Fulham that were both evidence that, that, it, that you can. You do can it. do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying you can't do it. I'm saying it's very difficult to do it because you need to have a good group of players, technically gifted players, and it's expensive, and it's not always 
you know, it, it, there's no magic formula for it. Well, I know, I know, I must have over this, but I maintain Monk tried to be something he's not. Yeah. But I mean, you you look at Leeds when when he went close with Leeds, they were very solid defensively. They didn't score all that many goals. I think he came in at Borough and and perhaps under a bit of pressure from the old pace and flair statement and the investment yeah. in all the attackers in the summer. I think he tried to build, you know, without going over all ground. We know he changed tactics the week before the start of the season, and, and he never really nailed down a, a system that he wanted with. But I, but I wonder whether, you know, if you look at Swansea and you look at Leeds, and now you look at Birmingham, expectations weren't low because you know I think Birmingham do have that big club element about them, and, and I've seen fans respond on Twitter saying that it's the most excited they've been about managing mm-hmm. a fair old while. So so they're clearly already expecting certain things of, of Gary Monk, but. It is, it, I think Borough are the only time where he's gone in and, and he's really expected to, to take a team or to take a lead by storm. At Swansea, uh, he knew the club inside out and, and there was an element of just building on what was there. At Leeds, I kind of feel like he was in an all-lose situation. It's, it's a bit similar to Coleman at Sunderland now, isn't it? If he goes down, it's the club that got relegated, yeah. not the manager. Um, so he might well, you know, for all he talks about projects and, and, and the whole long-term thinking, he, he might well be good at going in and, and getting the best out of underachieving players. I mean, you look at Jota, for example, was a player who was desperate to sign in the summer. Um, Birmingham, Birmingham were much fancied for, for players in the summer. Harry Redknapp was adamant, wasn't he, that come the end of the window, he'll have a team that will be there in the in the top six. So there's, there's clearly the makings of a good team there. But it's 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 that what, what succeeds in the championship because, you know, I looked at Sunderland's squad and you think, I know, I know it's not a great squad, they shouldn't really be down there mm. where they are. I was talking to Phil Buckingham in the whole Daily Mail and he was saying, you know, Hull on any given day can beat anyone in the league, so you wonder where they are. Birmingham are the same, so reputations count for absolutely now, do they, in this division? It's, it's the, getting the balance, the chemistry right to make a team is the most difficult thing in football. You know, you can buy a handful of players and throw them together, and, but you're not necessarily going to get results. And you know we just need to look at, at Borough at the start of the start of the season. Everybody, I mean everybody, not just people like us. You know, close to it and maybe swept away by some of the hype. All the pundits, all the press, all said this was the strongest team in the championship. Mm. And on paper, you look down it and you think, well, you know, he's a good player, he's good. That's quality, experience, blah blah. You know, it's a good squad, and yet somehow, mysteriously. It didn't click, and we spent the first six months of the season waiting for this this mythical click. And that happens at dozens of clubs, where the manager puts together what he thinks is a good balance of youth and experience, uh, pace and stability, uh, yet it doesn't, for some reason, it doesn't happen. Now... The intangibles that go around a team, things like you know team spirit and endeavour and people all busting the gut for each other, you, know, you, you, can't, you can't coach that sometimes. It, it's, it's whether the blend is right and sometimes it's just circumstance. You know, it, had Borough got off to a flying start and won the first three, you might have had a different scenario because people start to believe in it. They believe in the manager, they believe in the coaching drills, they believe that they, they have the ability to win. If you get off to a bad start, even the best team, doubts creep in. Maybe people start not trusting some of their teammates. And as soon as that happens, you're not getting more than the sum of the parts. Which is, And, and that's the magic trick in management. Will you keep up? I'm, I'm not convinced. I mean, he's, he's got no transfer window to go at. He's got a squad of players that he's got to mould together. And 
I mean, you're going to have to rely on some seriously good man management skills that we just never saw at Borough. I mean, if you get to hear the noises and hear what the players are saying now, and they just seem to be um, muddled was the word. His message wasn't getting across. Some of his decisions were erratic. Players, you know, players like security, they're like human beings like anyone else. And to go from in the eleven to you know out in the wilderness for three months, so seemingly overnight. I mean, case in point, Adam Clayton, for example. Um, that sends kind of the willies up everyone. Um, I think that was probably one of the biggest flaws of Gary Monk's reign at Borough was that I expected, given that he'd just come out of a dressing room, he was a leader in the dressing room as a player, that he would be able to be that leader as a manager. But I, you know, I think there's serious question marks next to his man management skills at Borough, which if he doesn't um, reverse and, and kind of change tack and learn very quickly at Birmingham... I think he's taking charge of a demoralised dressing room that could, you know, it'll take a lot of turning around. I'm still backing them to go down, I think. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's irrelevant to what he does. I think the, the dynamics at that club are, are, are downwards. I think if they get dragged down by, by football gravity, that's because of two or three years of chaos as much as anything that he does. I think it comes down to other teams being equally inept, you know, equally uh, in, in, in trouble. I mean, Sunderland... I can't see them putting a revival together. Hull, they look like a basket case. It could come down to one or two results. The, the, the match against Burton, for instance, could be pivotal. Yeah, well, you look at a Burton and what you like about Burton is they know what they are and they know the limitations. And, and they know they can't win at home. And they know they can't win at home, but they have a chance of beating anyone away from home. Like They are comfortable in their own skin, and I guess that's what... Um, I think Monk, Monksborough certainly weren't and he's going to have to get that in, drilled into the Birmingham players pretty quickly um, I mean even you say Hull I mean to be fair I think the mood around Hull has is, is improved slightly under Atkins obviously they, they beat um, uh, the Friday night beat someone someone in the top six recently I watched it it was a terrible match to be fair Sheffield United it might have been Sheffield United yeah. um, Birmingham I think it's an real unknown quantity I just look at the squad He's got a big task, and I just don't. I, personally, I just have no idea why he's taking that job rather than wait out a couple more months, see who come down from the Premier League. You know, you could have a, a West Brom, you could have a Newcastle or Southampton. All of these teams going down will be probably looking for a Championship manager. Ipswich potentially if McCarthy leaves. Um, it seemed like Monks jumped at the first one, and you know, if if he if he does go down, I think that it would be another question mark on his CV. I think he would have to take some responsibility certainly. Excellent, thanks fellas. So it's Birmingham St Andrews on Tuesday night where Borough will hopefully keep Lukas Djukovic under wraps in 90 minutes. Thank you.